Hi, and welcome to this, the latest edition of Nightlight, in which you're going to be hearing a fascinating interview I recorded with Professor Koji Soma in Cairo, in Egypt, at the end of an amazing week of filming in Egypt and Ethiopia. All will be explained when you hear the interview, which will come right up after this first song, which is from Philip Johnson. So depressed 
has heard my secret prayer and my silent cry. His love even came to me. Oh, I don't know why. His love even came to me. Well, I have with me two very special guests who I've been traveling with for the last week. We've had an amazing trip to Ethiopia. We were in Addis Ababa for two days, in Egypt for four days. We've been to Abu Simbel down south, Aswan, and now we're at the end of our trip. We're in a hotel overlooking the Nile River, beautiful view in the very center of Cairo. We'll tell you what we've been up to during the course of this interview, but First, let me introduce our guests, Professor Koji Soma from Kobe in Japan and Josh... Josh DeSantis. <laughs> Sounds very Italian. It is. <laughs> Josh, you're the international coordinator of the Kobe Peace Research Institute. Yes. And you've been the assistant to Professor Soma, who's the chairman and founder of the Sun Builder Group of real estate companies in Kobe, Japan. He's also the former national director of Gideon's in Japan and also former chairman of the Christian Businessmen's Association in Japan. Welcome, both of you, to the program. Nightlight's interview of the week. Briefly, Josh, tell us about how you met Professor Soma and how you came to work together. I met Mr. Soma really by happenstance. We just happened to be in the same location at the same time. I was uh, doing a, a ceremony and after the ceremony he came and approached me and he gave me some of his research, early research at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Very early research. It was almost 10 years ago. Oh, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very curious. I, I had no, honestly, I had no idea what he was talking about, but he gave me his name card and it did say Gideon's International and the CBM. I did recognize some of that. So I thought, well, it'd be interesting to go and meet this man. So we called and made an appointment and we were going to sit down for a 15 minute appointment. <laughs> and we ended up spending more than two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of our relationship. Uh, Professor Soma, tell us about the research you'd be working on that so interested Josh when you first met him. 1995, a uh, huge earthquake hit the Kobe city. At that time, uh, I, I'm Christian, then I felt uh, Bibles say, oh, there are huge buildings and uh, huge things never destroyed. It's, it couldn't be destroyed. But only 27 seconds earthquake destroyed everything. Oh, Bibles are true thing. I never imagined that. that truth. Then, at that time, five or six thousand people dead, and much more four times more injured. Um, very serious, and the metropolitan cities suffered that. It's the first time. Then I 
felt the mission、uh, at that time. Oh, those dead and injured and lost many people's、uh, their house. But God's idea is that, that some mission. Dead people also have a mission. And still living people also have a mission. God.、Uh, I, I retired、uh, 50 years old. At that time, 43. Your, your original plan was to retire yeah, yeah, at, yeah. by the time he was 50. And golf, play golf, and play tennis.、Yeah. And I mean, he was successful enough. My life is my ideas. At that time, completely changed. We had a mission. Then, those times, many helpers,、uh, volunteers, come from Japan, also from foreign countries, missionaries. I'm Christian, then、uh, missionary,、uh, American missionary come to help us. And I my、uh, business is to drive them to the、uh, shelters and to help. Then, one missionary said he can't,、uh, he can't believe this situation. Yeah, why? What? But、uh, he said people had no water, no food. But making a line before the shop and money to buy. It just so happened that I was heavily involved in the relief work、mm -hmm. as well at the 1995 earthquake、mm -hmm. through some、uh, Christian、uh, mission association. I didn't meet Mr. Soma at that time, but what he's explaining it was. It was just phenomenal that even though it was a disaster, there was no food, there was no water, still something about the Japanese, they, were, they would wait in line, in a nice line. In other words, there was no rioting, there was no looting going on, and it really impressed everybody what's going on here. No leaders, but、uh, yeah. especially the shelters were、uh, primary school、right. or junior high school. Then one、uh, shelter is、uh, 2,000, 3,000 people.、Mm. But they keep a mail line, orderly to、uh, receive the phone. Then he said he can't breathe.、Uh, why? I asked. <laughs> In Japanese, it's a, a common thing, ordinary、uh, thing. But he can't breathe. If he explained to me,、uh, if he called, Those earthquakes in the, their country, in his country, it'd be, dis it'd be disasters, yeah. riots, uh, many uh, troubles. But no one did that. Right, and I remember the same thing happened with the more recent earthquake and tsunami, which caused even much greater destruction. And it was a sample to the whole world. Of the Japanese's honesty and integrity, how there was no looting or civil disorder. People even handed in to the police large sums of money that they'd found under the rubble, and everybody just seemed to be unselfishly helping each other to survive. Yes,、uh, yes. We, so that brought up the question why? Why? Right? Yeah, yeah. Why the why? Japanese yeah, act yeah. like this?、Right. Why? That's the idea. Then why were. Six years later, Singapore, we had a CBMC, Christian Businessmen Association's Asian Congress in Singapore.、Mm. Then、uh, there are five people, Christian businessmen gathered,、uh, 
and hundred uh, is a Korean businessman. Then I met one of him. Uh, then uh, it's a travelers company's uh, owner. Three days uh, uh, to have lunch, dinner, and something. Then he asked me if he had Japanese uh, friend. He wants to uh, ask question. Wh what I asked him when he was young ages, he traveled. He traveled as as agent. Then he guided many uh, Korean people to the old Japan. That's a two hundred more times come to Japan. Those people's Japanese people treat him very kindly and gently attitude to take treat him. Then he asked because in Korea those attitude to the foreign young man is a Christian in Korea. In other words, it's the Christian attitude to be kind and kindly to your neighbor and to the foreigner which is a little more clearly obvious there, I guess, in Korea, which is about 25% Christian, mm -hmm. and so the 75%, so they, the, the Christian attitude stands out a bit. He assumed that the Japanese yeah, must yeah, yeah. be Christian, yeah. right? Then he asked them, are you Christian? But 95% more, no, I'm not Christian. More than 95% said I'm not Christian. Then, if he had a Japanese friend, he asked the reason. Then I answered, uh, um, Buddhism or Confucianism's idea? Answer, no. He said, no. Korea, Buddhism and the Confucian country before Japan. <laughs> then it's not answered. Okay, in, in other words, right, the Koreans were Buddhists and Confucianists long before the Japanese were. Mm -hmm. He said, but it's not in my culture. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that's not the, couldn't be the answer. Couldn't be the answer to this question. So how did the Japanese become so Christian in their manners and their ethics and way of life without being a Christian? And that's something I also wondered about when I lived in Japan. As a people, the Japanese were much more Christian in their behavior and their politeness, their honesty, than people in my country. <laughs> so this got you to thinking, uh, uh, right? Oh, then uh, so that I couldn't answer him. <laughs> then I said, uh, each two years that Congress held next to the Taiwan. Then two years later, uh, I studied. Oh, I'll uh, give you the answer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, bring you our final answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a starting point. So when I met Mr. Soma, it was already maybe 12 years after the earthquake. So by then, he had already begun his research into why do Japanese seem to act as if they were a Christian-based nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much where yeah, I got yeah. on, where I got on this wagon train, in a sense. 2019. 98, uh, we find out uh, some other researchers wrote Japanese language is similar to Hebrew. Then I have a confidence Japanese culture based on the Judaism the people. Then strongly interested in 
in that. Shining Love's Light. You're listening to Nightlight. Professor, you've been doing this research now for about 20 years. You've made some amazing discoveries. But before we talk about your research, maybe we could backtrack and first hear something about your background and the very interesting story of how you became a Christian and a very successful businessman. There's a few funny parts, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, born in a Buddhist family. My mother's sect and uh, my father's sect is something different, (laughs) Buddhism, but uh, anyway, Buddhist. Uh, Also, they are very uh, strong uh, participants of uh, shrine festivals. Let me just explain. When he says shrine festival, we're talking about the indigenous religion of Shinto. So Buddhist and yet uh, very faithful followers of Shinto no, yeah, yeah. tradition, no, yeah, yeah. which is very common in Japan. No, yeah, yeah. Ten years, uh, when I ten years old, uh, my, my, my father's uh, moved to the Kobe for his business. Then we moved to Kobe. That's a chance, a first chance to meet Jesus Christ. Uh, he lives in Kobe? Huh? Jesus Christ lives in Kobe? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Lutheran Church. Okay. Uh, Norway Lutheran Church is near uh, my house, uh, 150 meters from my house. Then Sunday schools, I invited to Sunday school. Okay. Then I first to Jesus Christ. Uh, through Sunday, Sunday school. school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then to, from 10 years to the Southern years, uh, we go to Sunday school. Do you mind if I mention about uh, the way they got you to go to Sunday school? Uh. Was about the cake? Uh, no, 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 no. Is that the no, cake story? No, the cake later? story is uh, later. Uh, okay. 22 years. All right, all right. You can tell the cake story <laughs> later. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the first uh, gospel. Okay. First time to get familiar with the gospel. Okay. But uh, my high school age, in 1970, okay. is a very, very political student acti- activities are very strong. Mm-hmm. Top university, Tokyo University's uh, entrance examination stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very, very unusual mm-hmm. years. I'm a high school student, but uh, a sub-leader of that group. But that uh, ages my idea is uh, to enter the a uh, nice university and uh, graduate after the nice company and to successful uh, director or something is my ideas. But we, uh, we failed uh, uh, a university examination. Then I take uh, preschool tests and uh, pass that and uh, pay money. But April, First, uh, that money come back. Was it was it because of your involvement? Oh, also, so, yeah, student activities. So, in other words, um, he w- You have to take an entrance exam in order to enter the university system in in Japan. So it's quite competitive, actually. So uh, when he sent his money in, uh, he applied and he didn't make the first test. So he was going to go to a prep school to prepare him for the exam. 
and he sent the money, but they sent the money back to him and said, basically, we don't want you because of his student activist background. So that pretty much closed the door yeah, 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 on yeah. any hope to go to university, which in corporate Japan, now I'm not, you know, there's Japan's a big country and there's a lot of different levels of society and everything, but basically, if you talk about corporate Japan, if you don't have a university degree, you're not getting in the door. So that pretty much closed the door on you. Yeah, yeah. Then I gave up to go to university and change the plan. Okay. Our generation go to the, that uh, university four years. Then four years I studied uh, myself to the business. Then uh, we take a driver license and to go to the, uh, some company. That's uh, uh, mm, a very funny story. <laughs> but it uh, speaks so long. <laughs> but uh, shortly to say, it's uh, how to say in that business is a. Fudosa. No, no, no. Oh, bed, bed, bed selling. Oh, okay. Yeah, sales. Yeah. Sales. Uh, sales. You're into sales. Mm. Bed sales. Sales. You're mm. in a sales but, company. Uh, strange way to sell that. <laughs> it's magic <laughs> to that. Okay. Yeah. Then, but six months later, that uh, company is uh, bankrupt. And that's those experiences very good. Those leaders and those people's ideas. And we visit many places, two weeks, each two weeks we change the place. That's meaning uh, local people's ideas uh, completely changed. So you got a lot of experience during yeah, that yeah, six yeah. months so, period. It's good for my business experience, mm. uh, ideas long, uh, wide, deep. So it was more of an on-the-ground type, yeah. almost like door-to-door -door salesman stuff. Not exactly, but... After that, that company, uh, the company bankrupt, and uh, I take a real estate salesman. Which, again, you have to have a license yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. You have to have a license in order to be a real estate salesman. Yeah. So he started working at that time, right, for yeah, another yeah. company. It's a salesman. Yeah. Then, one year later, also that company bankrupt. Hmm. And how old were you? You were like no. in early 20, well, 21? 18, 20. Yeah, okay. Uh, 8, 9, <laughs> uh, 90, 20. Okay. That's Within two years, you've experienced two, two companies bank going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then my idea is I start to uh, our business. Your own business? My own. Okay. Then uh, another one, man, uh, who is uh, 10 years older, okay. people together start to that the the business. Okay. But after two years, he gave up. Then, myself, doing the realist business. At 22 years old, I stock money, uh, most of money, to the traveling to Europe for my self's uh, graduation trip. Okay, okay. You saved up money and you went to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Europe. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Then, when I come back, all fortune is 8,000 yen. Okay. 80,000. Oh, 80,000. Okay, yeah. 600, 600, 700 dollars left. Yeah. Then I think uh, two years experience uh, bankrupt. Fortunately, my uh, parents have a house and... <laughs> so you don't have to live <laughs> on the street, <laughs> huh? Uh, 500 each to 500 uh -huh. right. day. And uh, that meaning uh, 160 days. Oh, okay. In other words, he had about, at 500 yen a day expense, 
he had about 160 days left to live, <laughs> basically. Uh, gasoline, uh, petrols, uh, one liter of 50 yen. Include that right. uh, lunch or something now. Everything to that. Okay. Then after the uh, traveling to Europe, right. I need uh, English conversations uh, oh. needed into the future. Okay. Then, but I don't have ma money. But one day, my friend uh, told me, we find a great place for you. You can study English and uh, after the, uh, studying, cake, cookie, uh, okay, okay. Tea or coffee. Sounds. Oh, I get it. Okay. So in other words, he's explaining that when he, on his trip to Europe, he realized that English was important for the future. But at 500 yen a day, he only had 160 days worth of expense because he didn't have anything going at that time. So how was he going to learn English and live at the same time? He just didn't have money to study. So then his friend came and said, I have good news for you. I found a place where they do free English lessons. Yeah, yeah. And after the English lessons, they have cake and cookies, which really got his interest. <laughs> so tell us about this English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was this English? Mr. and Mrs. Zell's team missions over. Uh, From a mission group called TEAM, T-E-A-M. Nice. And he is actually, he was from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then he invited every uh, Sunday uh, businessman's uh, guest testimony. Then just after uh, start to go, Blue Chip Company's uh, director come. Blue came Chip to, Company, which means a very oh, yeah, highly successful. Uh, Tupperwares at that time. I'm sitting just in front of him. <laughs> First, he said, uh, this is a uh, Best management book in the world. Oh, when he holds up the Bible. Yeah, I was very surprised. Business and Bibles. How to contact, connect that? But if you do, he said after he said, if you do these words, you'll be rich. I start to read Bible, and there are many evil men and uh, uh, bad men. Oh, that's such bad man. Uh, but after that, oh, it's not. It's me. It might me. Uh -huh. <laughs> that evil man and such long man. It's uh, me. Uh -huh. I noticed that. Until then, I want to make money. I want to get money from others or. Make money is my ideas. It's myself's ideas. Selfish ideas. Mm -hmm. right. do, do your neighbors as yourself. Love your neighbors as yourself. Mm -hmm. That was is coming in, into my heart. If we do that, uh, uh, those start to business, we start seeing uh, customers uh, profitable. Customer care, you know, what we yeah. call today, right? Really? Customer care. Until mm -hmm. that, no, 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 never saw that. Then I did do that and also decide to the fire these ideas on the, that way uh, 500 160 days if we lose that money oh, and we challenge to that okay still going <laughs> now <laughs> In other words, he put it to the test. So he had, at that time, he only had 160 days worth of, and now, how many years later? Still oh, going, still going. 22. <laughs> well, can I just, 33. 
43 years later. Yeah, that's right. There. Can I just add a, add a little bit to where you're at now? Oh, yeah. So he is now, uh, God has done it. Oh, 80 and sites, 80 sites of uh, apartments. He owns 80 properties in the Kobe oh. region. We're talking, companies. we're talking, you know, apartment <laughs> buildings that have how many apartments per each. So he has 80 different properties. He is in the top five real estate agents in Kobe City, which is the third largest city in Japan. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Did your success come quickly or was it slowly over the years? Slowly, slowly, step by step, stone by stone. And yeah, 30 years later, growing. So about 30 years, took about 30 years. Yeah, yeah, In fact, it was around the time of the Hanshin Daishin or around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the earthquake, we have 17 sites. 70 sites, and two buildings are destroyed. Junana. Junana. 17 sites, and two of them were destroyed, so it was down to 15 mm. at the time of the Kobe earthquake. Now it's 80. 80. Uh, just after the five buildings, God inspired me very much, and uh, my ideas. Uh, people want to sell mm. because of earthquake. Sure, many people left Kobe. Damage. Then so they won't sell. But God gave me uh, some inspiration and uh, buy. Uh, three years or five years, 53. Property. 53. Ah, within sites. A f- within a few years. Bought. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, banks served all the money. Okay, loaned the money. Uh-huh. Let me just yeah, add so to that uh, one particularly interesting where I have seen his business uh, is applying the do unto others as you would have them do unto you rule. I have heard from people who have rented from his company. I don't think I ever told you this. Uh-oh. I know the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have told me that, oh yes, when Sun Builder, my, I used to rent this building, mm-hmm. but then the, then the management changed and the owner changed. And when Sunderbuilder Company came in, they came in, they totally reformed the building, and I live in a much nicer place now, and they didn't ask any raise in the rent. So I'm getting, I ended up with a much nicer place. I never told you this, <laughs> but I thought, okay, I get the point. And apparently this is how he, you know, he's been operating, but really putting forth those principles as treat your neighbor as yourself, and it has paid off. And one very interesting point about your business is you have spent very little on advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, this is very interesting because most companies, especially real estate companies, they advertise everywhere. He has basically just relied on word to mouth. Well, let's take a break for a song. I was researching my song library for something in Japanese, and I did find one song that's both in Japanese and a bit of English, produced by Michael Fogarty, and I recognized the sweet voice of his wife, Keiko. It's titled 
family.
And I love hearing Japanese being sung. It's such a soft language compared with Chinese or Thai or some of those Oriental languages. You know, much as I love living in Uganda, which has become my home for the past 17 years, I also really miss Japan as I lived there for 12 years, met my Japanese wife, Sunshine, there. And we have six kids who are half Japanese. So I feel a strong connection to Japan, and it's certainly been an education for my eldest son, Makuni, to travel and work with a very successful Japanese Christian businessman, always so punctual, so polite, so focused, not wasting a second of time anywhere, which is why we've gone to so many places and filmed at so many locations in just the space of six days. And I'm thrilled to be able to make this documentary on Professor Soma's research of 20 years, which, as you will hear, has already resulted in so much fruit. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. So back to you, Professor Soma, and I'd like to ask you about your research. We're all looking forward to hearing about that. But first, I'd like you to share, because I was very impressed when you told me that in spite of being a very top businessman in Kobe, you took your time every Saturday morning to witness outside of Japanese high schools and give out Bibles and tracts. Tell us about that. We learned much for that Guinea uh, uh, activities. Uh, I understand the mentally, really understand to the uh, Bible, but doing uh, much learn from those young men. We pray always uh, young men. But uh, directly to distribute these books, uh, the Bibles, uh, Bibles, uh, Bibles, uh, learn from that young man. How, in other words, he's explaining how when he went out every Saturday mm -hmm. morning, uh, they would distribute uh, mainly at universities or high schools, uh, junior high schools, try to distribute the scripture to students. That was a big part of the Gideon's ministry, right? And because he talked to these young people and touched their lives, it was the difference between reading about how to swim and jumping in the swimming pool, where he really started to understand the lives of these young people and what they were going through, yeah. which yeah. deepened his conviction as yeah, a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Right? And also the... In Japan, very small number of Christians. Mm -hmm. uh, city area, much more. Mm -hmm. But the countryside, are more or less. Very small. Very small. small. But uh, then, they never been to the church. Uh, then, <laughs> those uh, students is a very, uh, very uh, nice. Mm -hmm. to, uh, because they are coming to school, uh, 10 kilometers or 20 kilometers for the bicycle and uh, so like work types. Right. Such people were uh, very interested in that uh, Bible. Not only was it satisfying to give mm. the Bibles to the young mm. people, but for yourself, mm. I remember you, you, you mentioned this, Simon, afterwards, that you said for yourself it was also self-discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had to get up. I mean, when I met you, you were still doing that some. Mm. And by then you were already a successful businessman thinking about retiring. Mm. 
you didn't have to get up every Saturday morning, right? You didn't yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was mentioning that for himself too, it was a good self-discipline to get up and get out and try to yeah. preach the gospel. And this kind of brings us around, I don't know if you have a few more questions, but this kind of brings us around to our first meeting when we talked, uh, because I had been, uh, well, I hope I still am, somewhat <laughs> involved uh, in missionary work uh, in Asia for uh, over 40 years now, but uh, there in Japan for over 30 years. And well, when we met, it was 20-something years I'd you know, already been doing this, and it was a tough field. You know, at least the way I was going at it. Had some success, but again, the Japanese are so Christian, it's hard to preach to them about Christian values. I don't know, right? In a way, uh, like you used to talk about the anti, the weavers, you know, the, the, they have this virus, anti-virus <laughs> guard up against anything Christian or anything biblical. So we sat down, that was our first conversation. We sat down, we had a long conversation about how to reach Japan. Mm. And you said something to me at that time, mm. uh, if I can take a moment to explain. You had told me that you've been doing these different works and different programs, trying to build a church in Japan. And you said you'd spent 20 years at it, or you'd spent the last so many years at it, really trying hard. And you had gotten like a small handful of converts. Mm. You'd, you'd gotten yeah, a yeah, handful yeah, of converts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, you know, Josh, I've been 10 years doing this and I have 20 converts. Yeah. And I paused because I wasn't sure if he thought that was good or bad. So I just kind of kept quiet to see. And he turned to me and he said, so it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, so what are you thinking then? And that was actually, technically it was before you actually formed the Kobe Peace Research Institute officially, which was officially established in 2010. But by then he'd already been thinking how to crack through this wall in Japan. So this is kind of what brings us to the Kobe Peace Research Institute yes, yes. and what it's all about. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Professor Soma, tell us about the Kobe Peace Research Institute. What's your mission and what are you hoping to achieve? The team of KPRI, KPRI is, uh, is uh, uh, to find fact-based evidence that uh, Asian uh, Israeli came to Japan. Israelites. Uh, uh, Israel Ancient Israelites. Yeah, yeah. Seem to have come uh, to Japan. Mm. That meaning is uh, mo most of Japanese interested in ancient ancestors belief ideas uh, my ideas if noticed that ancient ancestors believe Bibles God of Bible that's easy to understand whole thing a uh, gospel's meaning the easy to reach that Gideon activities two 20 years we distribute uh, uh, scripture and especially my company's guests uh, bankers <laughs> salesmen we invite my room and distribute uh, scripture and uh, but uh, 20 only 20 years 20 believers come but we distribute that uh, 2,000 3,000 uh, books and 20 
20 years. But this uh, idea is motivation to the Bible, short way to accept the gospel. Then one year, more than uh, five or six hundred people believe. And also, that, that's a leader. Then what happened is one of our uh, board members, Miskaji, uh, temporal, uh, emperor's temporal uh, leaders, and also one example, another 10,000 members, ship's leaders, Miss Omori, invited me to the biggest meeting, Buddhism. Miskaji is a Buddhist lady monk and famous in Japan. Let me explain a little bit. Early on, we talked about the Kobe earthquake and why, you know, Japanese seem so Christian. And so the Kobe Peace Research idea is to show people that if their roots came from these ancient people's connections with the Bible, which is a whole nother story, we could go on for hours to talk about that, uh, that therefore they can accept it as their ancestors' beliefs, just makes it so much easier for them to accept it themselves. And what he was doing was giving a couple prime examples. One, I was there after the uh, Dr. Shahan's mm, lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this woman, her name is Kaji. She's now passed away, just a few years ago she passed away. But she was a top Buddhist monk from the emperor's uh, temple. temple. Mm. So she regularly, well, every few, every so many times a year, yeah, yeah. she would meet with the emperor. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're talking top level mm. Buddhist monk. And after three or so years of membership together mm, mm. and just showing her mm. the materials. This was my, my magazine to the Buddhist. Leaders. She would distribute it because she got up on stage. This was amazing. I remember this day. I still get goosebumps when I think about it. She got up on stage in front of a full audience and she said, I get it. The God of Japan is the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the monk of yeah. the emperor's temple to say something like this, mm-hmm. I mean, how much more of a confession of faith do you require? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we uh, that was one example. traveled together Uzbekistan, he took her and Israel, trip, uh, Sri Lanka, and other place. Mm-hmm. And we showed And she saw evidence. for herself the connections and she got it. Yeah. Oh, right, I get it, I get it. You know, there are the, whoever the, these people, these ancient Israel, Israelites, seem like they made their way across and they came to Japan and they established my country. So I accept their beliefs, basically. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she, she invited me okay. uh, to the most biggest. But she's temple is uh, limited than 150 well, people together. She said, this meeting, uh, most of are Buddhist, but today especially came to the four Christians. Our, our group is three. Then, so uh, she said, I have told you only Buddhist, Buddha is a savior, but today I clearly tell you Jesus Christ is also the savior. There are many high class people, Buddhist, And also same thing to that another woman, Mrs. Omori, it's uh, 2,000 people in Gifu International uh, Meeting Places. Full, she said also, same thing three years before. I was very surprised to that. There, another 
religions. All this was because the influence of the research that he was doing. He just would keep feeding them and showing them little by little. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And every time we'd make a trip, every time we make a trip, you make a new report every time. And other people also send him. Then they get on board too. Other people, even Buddhist priests or uh, you know Shinto, they get on board. They go, oh, we got something too, and they keep sending material and information to Soma, and uh, he just keeps distributing and showing that. Yeah. And so the idea of the Kobe Peace Research is these are leaders of all these uh, groups and religious groups and associations in Japan. If, if you saw the uh, board members, we could go, each one is a leader in their own position. The Bible said Matthew or something. People only say, say Jesus is Christ by the only Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Only by the Holy Spirit can you confess it's that Jesus is the Christ. It's not human work. If motivated to uh, studying, learning Bible, buy and read and accept. Those re- leaders, they are not Christian, Buddhist, <laughs> believe. The top leaders can say so by only Holy Spirit's work. Then I have a confidence that. Oh, these readers, uh, the, the top reader said, obey. And many volunteers come <laughs> to call the peace research meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just add a little something that uh, happened. Also, it was connected to the Kobe Peace Research. Uh, we did a seminar at the top, I won't mention the time of the name, but at the top shrine there in Japan mm. that the emperor comes to. Uh, on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, it's a very unique, it's almost like the Vatican of Shintoism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You came and you gave a lecture and then you had to get back. So I stayed an extra day and I, uh, you know, did a little more uh, talking. And then one of the top educators from the Shinto religion came to me, or came to us, he, we were a small group, and he told us a fascinating story. He said that actually, the man who now is the Guji, Guji, mm, the top, Guji, the top, uh, top priest, the top priest of the Shinto religion, which is the backbone of Japanese society, culture, and everything. <laughs> Before he became the top priest, which in Japanese you say the Guji, right? Mm. Before he became the Guji, he had studied Christianity, and he became convinced that in fact Christianity was the truth. And really, I guess he felt it was really the truth of Japan mm-hmm. as well. And he wanted to convert to, mm-hmm. officially convert to Christianity. Now he, now he has become mm-hmm. the main leader in Japan. But the reason he didn't come out publicly was those around him explained mm-hmm. to him that, well, it would rock the foundations of the country. So... Basically, he understood that, publicly speaking, he remained the Shinto mm. priest. But, in his heart, again, it, again, it kind of goes back to why they all people all lined up after mm. the earthquake. You know, yeah, yeah. deep in the soul, yeah, and yeah. this is what Soma's research is trying to prove, is that deep down inside, the Japanese culture is based on a biblical foundation. Yeah. Nightlight Insights. It might be worth mentioning 
very seriously that um, it's not just mm. Mr. Soma, right. uh, Professor Soma's research, mm. but many other top-level researchers. Mm. Like Dr. Shahan, who wrote In the Footsteps of the Ten Lost Tribes of Israel, and a few other scholars and researchers that we hope to be able to interview for this documentary. Well, it's been a terrific week traveling and filming with you guys. We learned a lot and realized that we have a lot more to learn. Josh, you're flying back to Japan tonight. Professor Soma is off to give a lecture in Moldova first thing in the morning. And then my son King and I are going to have time to visit the Sphinx and the pyramids tomorrow before we head back to our home in Uganda. So. As things stand at the moment, it looks like we'll film the next part of this documentary in Israel in September when Professor Soma has been invited to speak on this topic at the Hebrew University. So, we look forward to meeting you there. But for here and now, are there any last words, Mr. Soma, that you'd like to share with our Nightlight listeners? Oh, oh, praise the Lord. Everything, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is my idea. Come visit Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Within the, uh, uh, 10 years, sure, uh, Japan is a Christian country. I'm clear. He believes uh, that within the, ne- within the next uh, decade, I'm, but the real, the real goal yeah, yeah. is to. A mission. Right. I, uh, our mission. Right, right. <laughs> It's not the end. Um, God uh, gave me a mission. We have to uh, live our last life for mission. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Well, that's all for now. If you'd like to see some of the photos that we took in Egypt and Ethiopia, you can visit our Facebook page at Nightlight Shows. We'll go out with one more song from a veteran missionary to Japan of many, many years, Philip Johnson. I'll be back soon with another international edition of Nightlight. Bye for now, and God bless. I've got reasons of my why I believe But I'm not alone There are others Sisters and brothers Who do not doubt What I'm talking about Yeah I want to tap into the wellspring Of all
history Just like you and me And they were trying They were crying They were dying For liberty Yeah I wanna tap into the wellspring Of all Just do your best and the 